From the studio of KPSU Portland and in association with the Department of History at Portland State University, this is Beyond Footnotes. Join us as we explore public, local, and world history through discussions with professors, authors, fellow students, and alumni. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Emily, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. Hey, everybody. So, big spoiler alert before (laughs) you keep listening. We will be reviewing the 2018 edition of Mary Queen of Scots. So, if you don't want to know, turn it off right now. Right now. This is your last (laughs) one. So, we went together the beginning of January to see the new Mary Queen of Scots movie. What did you think about it, Christian? Uh, I thought it was good. It was... Yeah, it was good. Um, I wish I had known more about it going into it. Like, I kind of knew the general story of, oh, she was raised in France, and then she returned home and didn't work out that well. But I didn't know, like, all the details of the story. So, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie, too. I really liked it. It was really intense. Yeah, Every, yeah, (laughs) through the whole movie, your heart is just racing the entire time. Definitely some uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there, it's, it's pretty heavy at some points. But, I mean, sadly, it just goes to show that, like, that's what happened back then. Mm -hmm. So, should we get into specifics? Yeah. What, What, were there any parts of the story, like, that you thought were off or like if you were her would you have done anything differently hmm it's a little early in their reign and i mean because they're pretty young mary would have been about 19 um and elizabeth was only a few years older if that and i mean they seemed a lot older then yeah yeah um definitely elizabeth's character i had a little bit of trouble with because first of all guys she's not the main character so (laughs) don't get too excited about margot robbie she's in it but she's not the focus so yeah she's not in it as much as i expected yeah and she's played as like really dramatic and i mean according to my research which is not extremely extensive you could probably consider her an actual genius genius level iq um, oh yeah from what i know of her education and early development um so i mean geniuses are always a little eccentric but she was extremely dramatic um well i think maybe part of it was just the movie dramatization of the events yeah of course we won't know exactly what they were like in person which is really sad and which is why we need a time machine (laughs) definitely yeah definitely if that's what she was like i mean i can't really blame her i can't even imagine how stressful it would be to first of all have to rule a country in medieval europe second of all she's a woman yeah like all the sexism years in thousands of years of sexism goes into that yeah and she's able to maintain the respect of her privy council And she gets what she needs to get done. Well, not only that, but I mean, to some people, she was an illegitimate ruler, you know, Henry's beheaded wife's daughter. So a lot of people didn't think she had a very good claim to the throne. So that would have been a little difficult, too. But you don't really see any of that in the movie. Yeah. Um, That was an interesting contrast 
they portray things as being almost sort of picture perfect in England. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Mary in Scotland, it's like turmoil 24 <laughs> 7. Yeah. So, yeah, it was an interesting contrast. The costumes were, were amazing. Excellent. They, they were beautiful. Were, yeah. The jewelry that Elizabeth wore. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And like the dresses were so elegant. I was reading about the two of them and i mean in the movie i don't know if you notice a difference in their clothing i feel like mary's was simpler Mm -hmm. because elizabeth wore like i forget what they're called didn't they have like steel dresses like the massive dress with the whole collar thing going on Uh, and her wig and all the beautiful jewelry she was wearing like the sort of birdcage kind of thing yeah yeah. (laughs) i forgot what they're called (laughs) I can't remember either. Oh, my goodness. Well, Mary was just wearing gorgeous gowns, but... I think Mary was supposed to still be in mourning at this point, and so um, her clothes are a little darker. She didn't have as much money, because when she got to Scotland, they were almost broke. Yeah, the treasure Uh, was just... So she had a taste for fine clothing, but Elizabeth, I mean, they had a lot more money, so... Yeah. Yeah, you got more stuff going on there. Yeah, the costumes were definitely really good. I mean, I can't really comment on their historical accuracy. Me neither. (laughs) But, I mean, but in the paintings that we've seen of Mm -hmm. Mary and Elizabeth, it looks really similar. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Yeah. And the overall, I'm not a film major, so I'm not even going to try to comment on it. I feel like it was a good film itself. Yeah. Like, it was well filmed. Good cinematography. I mean, my friends who are film majors liked it, so I'm just going to go off what they said. Yeah. They talked about the cinematography, which I'm not going to talk about because I can't explain it, but they said it was good, so. Yeah. Definitely, if you don't know anything about history, it would be an okay (laughs) movie to watch. Not like one of those 10,000 BC movies where you could get all these really bad ideas in your head about or like even gladiator facts. yeah which you could say well that, sorry guys that looks similar <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> don't watch a history movie with history majors yeah. it's not fun especially if you don't like talking yeah because we'll just trash it at the end <laughs> definitely are there any other points that caught your interest in the movie where you're um, like, Whoa. i mean something we were talking about like an afterthought i wasn't really thinking about it during the movie was the fact that the men aren't wearing kilts oh yeah we did a little research and did you read that stuff i did it said that the first record of people wearing kilts was the 16th century i think it's like late 16th century though right yeah yeah and mary was in scotland in the 1560s yeah is when she returned yeah and that sounds late but we mean like really late almost 17th century yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so not surprising i think did it say that they were made to wear them by the british army to differentiate them from yeah like they had scottish regiments in their army and they were made to wear kilts yeah I don't know the military history of Scotland and England in the 17th century, but I know in the 19th century and even the 17th century, they had certain regiments that wore kilts and they were Scottish regiments. I think they were called the Black Guard. Don't quote me on that. Okay, I won't. But but they wore kilts into battle. They would have their muskets, the whole uniform, and then just kilts. And... Did they even have muskets? I mean, they were kind of poor. I mean, wouldn't they be using swords and... Well, if they were fighting for the English army, they Mm. would supply them with weapons. Although in the movie, when Elizabeth secretly funds the Scottish rebellion to try and put Mary in her place. (laughs) Yeah. I think Mary's brother. 
Elizabeth funded Mary's brother, James, and she gave him, remember the Acubuses? James the, Stewart, yeah. The really early, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to call it a musket. <laughs> it just made an explosion and shot stuff in a general yeah. area. Yeah, she gave those to James, and then Mary, they were up on the hill, because mm-hmm. Mary didn't ride in. No. She just was chilling. <laughs> And then she had all her people attack them. And then her friend who she brought from France, her bodyguard, was about to kill her brother. Yeah. And then she called it off. I mean, that was pretty merciful of her. Yeah. Because people, I mean, in the Middle Ages, people didn't care. I know. Family doesn't mean the same thing as does (laughs) Exactly. Fun fact. Women monarchs would dress up as if they were men and ride or accompany their troops into battle. I mean, they wouldn't fight. There's a really good scene where Mary's in the rain in her armor, if you can call it that, riding alongside her troops to this little battle that they have and... I thought that was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And there are so many stories of women warriors going all the way back to the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say for sure she didn't fight because who knows? Maybe she did. And we just don't have record of it. But I don't want to say it wasn't uncommon. But there are definitely women throughout history who have led people into battle. Kind of Joan of Arc characters Mm -hmm. and Vikings. They had shield maidens. Yeah. Although I doubt at the French court, Mary was learning swordsmanship or anything. True, yeah. I don't think she would have fought even if she wanted to. So do you want to get into the more historical side of this conversation? All right, take it away. Cool. So just to give some context, Mary, also known as Mary Queen of Scots or Mary Stuart, she was born on the 8th of December in 1542. And she was the only legitimate child of King James V of Scotland, not England. (laughs) That is a very important distinction. Very confusing. Her claim to the throne is complicated. We'll get to that later. So she was six months old when her father Mm -hmm. died and she ascended to the throne. So she became queen at six months old. And then a year and a half later, about, she moved to France, which is where she grew up while Scotland was being ruled by regents. And when she was 16, I believe, she married the Dauphin of France, Francis. In 1558, he became king the following year when his father died and Mary was queen consort until the death of Francis in 1560. She spent a year in France mourning and then it came time where she decided to return to Scotland in 1561, which is the starting point of the movie is when she's disembarking her ship. She just landed in Scotland. It was in the middle of this really crazy political struggle between the Protestant population and the Catholic minority, which is one of the main premises of the movie. And even Mary's own brother, who was illegitimate, was a Protestant and was one of the regents ruling Scotland in her absence. And because Mary didn't want to start a civil war, in Scotland, she allowed Protestantism to persist, even though it really angered her Catholic supporters. You do what you got to do. Can't please everyone. Yeah, exactly. And while Mary was dealing with this whole situation, she had her eyes on the English throne. And her claim was that she was the granddaughter of King Henry VIII's sister, whose name was Margaret Tudor. And yes, it's that Henry VIII. (laughs) And that was her claim to the English throne. And her goal was to use unite Scotland and England by ruling both countries. However, Queen Elizabeth was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the premise of the movie. Yeah. Pretty much. And 
Something I thought was interesting that they didn't really address at the beginning of the movie was that before Mary came back, Elizabeth asked her through a consort several times to ratify the Treaty of Edinburgh, claiming that Mary would stop using British insignias on her flags and her seals because she had claimed those her entire life, even though she wasn't actually the ruler, that she would give up any claim to Elizabeth's throne. And Mary was like, nope, not having it. I'm not going (laughs) to sign it. So there would have been a lot of tension when she ended up in Scotland just between Elizabeth and herself discounting the turmoil in Scotland by itself. But I thought that was interesting because it was like a big deal. Mary was like, no, you name me your heir and I'll agree to the other stuff. And Elizabeth was like, why would I want to do that? That's not a good move. (laughs) Yeah. And something funny that we talked about when she first gets there and I watched a video online of how hard they worked with Sir Sharon and Margot Robbie to get their accents like perfect. Mm -hmm. But Mary grew up in France. Yeah. Speaking French, not English. I mean, she knew English. Yeah. But like, wouldn't she have a French accent? Yeah, she's got a Scottish accent when she's speaking English. Immediately when she arrives. Now, okay, after like a year cool sure yeah but immediately when she arrives it's like oh i'm scottish yeah like a madonna kind of thing yeah and it's like uh (laughs) you just spoke french for 19 years yeah not to mention i mean i don't know if it's more the highlands that were speaking gaelic but no one in her court spoke gaelic at any point during the movie and i doubt mary would have spoke it growing up in france and there was that funny video we watched where the guy was like oh she probably would have had a scottish accent and i'm like how she never grew up in scotland i mean baby one and a half year olds don't obtain accents right. <laughs> from the little language that they have. Right. So. I mean, her handmaidens were her age, right? The, the multiple Marys. Yeah. Is the that, five Marys. The five Marys. That's what we'll call them. The five Marys. They were her age. So yes. wouldn't they have spoken French, not English too? Or yeah. they wouldn't have had a Scottish accent. Yeah, none of them would have. I don't know that I remember them having a Scottish accent. There's Mary Fleming, Mary Beaton, Mary Livingston, Mary Sutton. And then you've got Mary, of course. I don't think they would have even spoken English. I mean, it's possible, you know. I mean, they have English surnames. So maybe they like grew up in England, learned well, how to be a handmaid. So So they actually accompanied her over there um, when she was a baby. It was one of those things like your playmates come with you. Yeah. I think they actually got separated once they were in France because her Guise family wanted all the influence over her and they didn't want any home influences. The Guise family was pretty powerful at the time in France, even though their relative Mary of Guise was messing things up in Scotland. Such is life. Yeah, so it would have... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think know. We, we see, this is why we need a time machine. I know, exactly. We could have gone back, Although, brought Professor Ott with us. Yeah, I don't know my French we is don't speak good French. enough for... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fluent, so... Professor Ott, go! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, in my research, they talked about the few failures that Mary had when she went back to Scotland. I mean, there were many, but her biggest failures, you know, she's young. Yeah. She has her sights set on something bigger than just keeping Scotland peaceful. Right. The fact that she brought back her French attendants angered the Scottish people because, I mean, back in the day, your daughters were given a place at court by being handmaidens for the queen or being her consort, etc. And she didn't give the Scottish lord's daughters chances. She just kept her French ones. So she wasn't really welcoming them into her court That would have pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a constant theme. First, she... I mean, okay, I don't want to judge her actions. She's 19 and she's ruling a country and she's a woman and everyone hates her because she's a woman. (laughs) So I'm not trying to say she did a bad job because 
I don't know how anyone could handle that situation, but it seemed like she was able to anger every single group in Scotland some way or another. Yeah. I mean, she angered the Catholics when she allowed Protestantism. Yeah. The Protestants hated her because she was Catholic. Mm -hmm. She wasn't incorporating of the Scottish noblewomen and mm -hmm. kicked a lot of them off her privy council. Yeah. And then she didn't accept their daughters <laughs> as handmaidens. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. and meanwhile, her entire country hates her and wants to rebel against her. Exactly. And even her brother was like, yeah, this isn't working. Yeah. Scotland was broke when Mary went back. I don't have the exact number, but I think the country was in possession of about 18,000 pounds. I wonder what not the a lot of money. rate would be. Yeah, not a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Even with, I mean, that, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. And then her third and biggest failure was listening too much to her brother, James Stewart. I mean, he only had his interests in mind, even though I think Mary as a younger sister was kind of looking for someone to be close to. Yeah. I mean, that's just my psych 101 talking <laughs> about <laughs> something that happened hundreds of years ago. But yeah, that would be my I mean, my it guess. would make sense. She, he's kind of the only person with authority in Scotland that she can trust. Yeah. Or she feels she yeah. can trust. She couldn't trust him in <laughs> yeah. the end. He totally exactly. was just trying to betray her the whole time. Yeah. And usurp the throne. But I mean, she even went so far as to name her son after him well that's what they said in the movie although it makes sense because most of the kings of scotland were james yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah. he like james the eighth he had to have been james the sixth because mary's father was james the fifth yeah that's a lot of james's that's a lot of james's right yeah not as many as henry's but it's not as it's many <laughs> as henry's that is true it's a good number it is a good number yeah i i liked james when i first met him in the movie and then by the end of it I was like, you're really rude. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about John Knox for a second? Yes. Yes. David Tennant. I, he did such a good job at making me hate him. Yes. <laughs> he did such a good, that one scene in the Privy Council. Yeah. I was like, I hate him. Yeah. I hate him. And I love David Tennant. I mean, yeah. Doctor Who, what's not to like? I know. You know? He's such a good actor. Yeah. He's got this crazy beard, you know? Yeah. He's got one Kinda of those like- Kind of like a Rasputin character. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a big time woman hater too. Um, Elizabeth tried to block him any chance she could get. And he actually started a more than one rebellion in Scotland. He was very upset with Mary practicing her Catholicism in private. He thought that was worse than having thousands of French troops land on the shores of Scotland. Yeah. He considered it a bigger offense than that. So, I mean, that guy was pretty intense. He was pretty gnarly. And didn't he also preach about her dancing and her clothes type? Yeah, although that he was... He just looked for everything to hate about it, her. It's kind of a good point, though, because when she first gets there, I'm, I think she's supposed to still be in mourning from what I was reading. Not sure. Kind of as soon as she gets there, she sort of acts like a teenager partying. I understand like wanting to throw a party for your court to kind of be like, hey, you can like me. Yeah. But she kind of... But do you need like the wolf masks and yeah, really loose dressing? I and... always love portrayals of medieval entertainment. Because oh, I do too. It's, it's so, so crazy. And sometimes it's creepy and sometimes yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. What are you doing? Like this wolf interpretive dance thing that they did. 
that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's oddly sexual in a way. It kind of shows you how human medieval people were. Yeah. Which is weird to think about because this <laughs> stuff happened like, what, it's 1500, so yeah. 500 years ago. Oh my God, this was 500 yeah. years ago. But it's so human. And yeah, they love being entertained. They yeah. love drinking. They love hanging out and partying. Yeah. And they like watching people dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just John Knox hated it. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's no pleasing that guy no just because she was a woman and ruled scotland he would have found any reason to hate her yeah one random sidetrack fact that i thought was interesting was mary was never actually crowned the queen of france because really? when she married francis they were like we don't need to because she's already the queen of scotland we don't need to crown her here so she was never actually crowned queen no coronation or anything for her in France, which wow. is probably one of the reasons why it was so easy for Catherine de' Medici to remove her yeah. from the French court. <laughs> She's the foreign queen of a foreign country. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's yeah. pretty crazy. There are a lot of fun facts about her. Like you told me she was six feet tall. Yes. Apparently she was very tall, six feet. That's pretty um, crazy. That is. I mean, even now you don't see a lot of six foot tall women. No. Yeah. And apparently she looked very sturdy. I'm not going to say she was thick because I don't think that's the impression they were trying to give. But she wasn't in very good health, just like Francis. Like she had a weaker disposition. Maybe like a weaker immune system or something. Yeah, she was sick a few times that I read of. I think one of the times she actually was sequestered or something. Which is funny because it shows Elizabeth as being the sick one yeah as getting the the pox yeah which i don't remember unless it was later on but this is not later on this is right after mary gets there like a few years maybe i don't the timeline gets a little bit confusing after a while does get really confusing i was like what is going on yeah so there are some points where they the events are they'll show like all these events in a year and then they'll just like be like oh it's five years later yeah and you're like but they don't tell you it's five (laughs) years later they're like oh yeah this happened and now this army is here and you're like whoa 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 yeah it like, takes months yeah to do stuff which fair they're not gonna you know but yeah. it, it got kind of choppy towards the end especially yeah. when they're switching from england to scotland yeah well and so when we first meet elizabeth she's you know she's young and she's vibrant and she knows who she is and that's one thing i've always liked about elizabeth she always like seems like she would have had this commanding presence and we know at least on paper that she was a great ruler I mean, Margot Robbie's young, but I think they were supposed to be younger than they looked. And she's just, she's very put together. And there's this weird contrast between the two where Elizabeth is always revered. And sometimes it seemed almost feared. Like um, Yeah, by her privy council. Yeah. There's this one instance at the end where she is freaking out about something and she runs out of her bedroom in her nightgown and her maids are out there like shooing everyone oh, yeah. out all of the, the hall, like all screaming the, like, at them. Parliamentary yeah. guys. Yeah. And then Mary, oh man, she had it rough. You got people bursting into her bedroom and accusing her yeah. of stuff and killing her friends. Yeah. Oh man, that Did was... that actually happen? I that so I don't guy? know his name. She did have someone, an entertainment or a musician that she kept around her. I don't remember his name, but there was suspicion that you know there was some adultery going on i don't know if that actually happened but i'm pretty sure he was killed i don't know if we can call it murder since they signed that bond yeah but it was pretty but it brutal was pretty yeah i mean i was sitting there and i was like first of all they drag that scene on yeah like it i remember i was like okay you can like cut yeah 
but the, it just kept happening and i was like oh my god this is traumatic yeah and she's just freaking out obviously as one would be if their best friend is getting stabbed to death yeah i think she's pregnant at that point isn't yeah she, she was yeah pregnant. and they're not gentle with her um, no not at all they're like holding her and like throwing yeah. her around yeah and yeah that scene was probably unnecessarily long i mean i don't know how many signatures were on that thing but every person that signed every man that signed it got to stab him once yeah which i don't know if that's what they did with adulterers but that's pretty it's pretty hard to watch i mean i wouldn't be surprised they did a lot of screwed up stuff yeah back then. that's pretty hard to watch though yeah that was pretty intense <laughs> the whole movie i mean just from the beginning of the movie it's just your heart is constantly pounding because you're like i knew going into it that she wasn't going to get the throne i knew she was going to get beheaded <laughs> i knew that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah we knew what was going to happen but there was still a part of me and this was at the beginning not towards the end where i was like come on get the throne like <laughs> come on you know like i wanted it to happen and this was the movie portrayal, but in the movie, and we don't know if they actually met in real life, but in the movie, they meet in the end. Yeah, I don't know if they ever actually met either. I know they wrote letters a lot. Because we still have the letters. Yeah, they considered, I mean, according to the letters, they consider themselves pretty friendly, you know, as yeah. family. I don't know what the connection would be. I'm not even going to try. It's weird. I don't know why, if it was like a Elizabeth didn't want to relinquish even like an ounce of power or what was going on there um yeah because it would have been slightly it probably would have been slightly dangerous for her to leave england and go up to scotland and vice versa for mary oh another thing so i don't know if elizabeth ever had the pox or not but they show towards the end she gets all those scars on her face and then she starts putting that white paste on but when i was reading she always put that white stuff on because she Even had like before. yeah because she had olive skin and it wasn't oh. like cool yeah royals were pale, pale like yeah. yeah so she would put on this cream which by the way had borax in it that not great for Sounds your skin healthy yeah <laughs> she would put this paste on to make herself lighter so i don't know if it was just they didn't do the research or they were trying to make a more theatrical situation out of the makeup and i don't know what the deal is about her losing her hair i don't know what that is either they don't really I don't say think putting borax on your skin yeah can it i don't lead know to hair loss because that sounds pretty bad it would be like i'm gonna rub my skin in lead like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, is that a bottle of mercury? That looks yeah. really tasty, yeah. you know? Not the greatest idea. I also thought they did a good job of portraying her struggle against the Privy Council of like, I'm not going to have a husband. Yes. Because they pressed her. Well, I was reading that they pressed her harder in real life, but mm -hmm. they did press her in the movie yeah. of like, you need to marry and you need to have a kid. The security of the English throne. And she's like, no, that's I'm not going to marry. Yeah. If I can't marry who I want to. Yeah. Which was that dude. Um, the dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's his name? The guy. Lord Dudley. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Mm. Which, I mean, everybody knows that they Not were Lord friendly. Lord Darnley. That's the guy Mary married. Yeah. There's several. Robert Elizabeth Dudley. Movies. First yeah. Earl of Leicester. <laughs> Leicester? Leicester. I think it's Leicester. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Leicester. Like Greenwich. Um, yeah. So, like... Even in my research, it said the queen was buddy-buddy with that dude. Yeah, in every movie she is, which 
I think, you know, people are like, well, why didn't she just take a husband? I think after the movie, which it made stuff make more sense. I wasn't thinking these words in my head, but it kind of gave me this feeling that, yeah, she did the right thing by not taking a husband because look at what happened to Mary. Um, She got tossed around like a couple different marriages. She was raped. She was basically imprisoned in her own castle. Right. All because she thought it was the thing to do to marry. And then, you know, the first guy was, his name was it? uh, Lord Darnley. Yeah, he was not a nice guy. No, he was not a nice There's guy. There's a story that he had been married to a noblewoman before Mary and that it didn't work out. It doesn't say why. It just says it didn't work out. And he made her sell all her possessions because he was short on cash. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then, of course, he's all charming and everything to her when he's trying to marry her. And then yeah. after they get married, he's portrayed as like this awful person. So right. His death was so satisfying. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I was that like, sounds oh. brutal, but... Yeah, it does sounds really screwed it's up. It's kind of but like he was a screwed Game of up Thrones. person. Yeah. Where he did a lot of bad stuff and then just to watch him like get assassinated, yeah. I was like, yeah. Like Game like, of Thrones when Joffrey is assassinated. Yeah, when Joffrey that dies, was so I was like, I was like oh my god, standing you up little screaming. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> we should have like Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. spoilers in the beginning. Yeah, it's so satisfying yeah. to just see him he, he went up in flame or did they stab him? Did he get out of the fire? I forget. <gasps> There he was got out of the fire, but he, he was, like, stabbed. He, yeah, yeah, he was stabbed. Yeah. Which is so much better. Yeah. Like, a slower death. Yeah. Like, yeah. He That's totally deserved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth would never name Mary her heir because, I mean, they're, like, the same age. I mean, what's to stop her from trying to take the throne after that? But she did, as far as I know, name her son heir to England. Mary's which is son? how Yeah, which is how yeah, James becomes he... king of England. Wasn't he Elizabeth's godson? Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We could look it up. That's what I'm doing right now. He united the Scottish and English throne. He became king. So he ascended to the throne. I don't know. That's like a whole nother like conversation about <laughs> ascension. How I don't quite know Scottish history. It goes from his should. youth to his marriage. And I'm like, oh, two kingdoms united. Okay. On the 25th of July, 1603 in Westminster Abbey, James and Anne were crowned. The two kingdoms were now under one crown. Boom. Like, Although they maintained like separate legislative and administrative bodies. Is he like in his yeah, 30s? In his 30s. <laughs> the Catholics tried to remove him with several different plots. <laughs> the gunpowder plot and the by plot were oh, a couple. Oh, the gunpowder plot. There That's was a, a movie one. about Wasn't that recently. V for, no. V for Vendetta? Wasn't that Guy Fawkes who was in the gunpowder Yeah, plot? but they made it like a modern I know. I'm not yeah. saying that's what it's. Based no, they on, made with but. Kit Harrington. Also, Game of Thrones. I think they made a movie about. Yeah, Guy where Fox. he played Guy Fawkes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never saw it. If you don't know anything about the gunpowder plot, you should look it up. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I didn't mean you. I meant anyone listening to it. Oh, oh, oh. You can look it up. Okay, <laughs> I will. It's pretty interesting, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Overall, well, I'd say I recommend go watching the movie, but if you're here and you haven't watched the movie yeah. and you're still listening, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Or if you know more about British history than we do, I mean, Attack us you on might Facebook. find, yeah. Just leave comments. You can write entire essays in yeah. the Facebook comments and we will read them. Yeah, we will. We That's our whole job as historians is being critically assessed all the time yeah yeah 
We love it. Every day we meet our professors. It's like, no. Oh, I told you something that I thought was interesting. I wouldn't say funny. It's not funny. It's interesting that, I mean, because before the Middle Ages, it wasn't unheard of for men to be having relations with other men. Women weren't allowed to have any relations with anyone except for who they were married to, which doesn't seem fair, right? But apparently one of the Marys that Mary, Queen of Scots, kept in her circle, she actually took as a bedfellow later. You Mary Fleming. Me. I mean, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like I don't know patriarchy. how that turned out for them because yeah. she was, you know, she wasn't it supposed to do well anything. For Mary. Yeah, definitely not. But it's like men being with men goes back to, I mean, to ancient times. Yeah. The Greeks did it. The Greeks were famous for it. Yeah. The Romans <laughs> did it. As long as it was a younger boy, which is even more screwed up. Yeah. But then you get the institution of the world religions we know of christianity and islam and it's like no like that is not allowed yeah but i mean guys could get away with it easier i mean women couldn't get away with anything let's just nothing nothing not even elizabeth which is why they portray her as not doing anything right she's portrayed as i'm gonna say boring because she was a little boring except for her dramatic outbursts yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and her obsessive tendencies there's a scene with these paper roses that she's making that was so crazy that was crazy she gets upset because somebody comes and tells her something and she messes it up and she completely destroys it and starts all over again and it's this huge when she's done it's this huge thing filled with these like rolled up paper flowers and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like how much time yeah would it take to just sit there and do that like that was that was a cool scene though it was gorgeous i mean what i thought is how long did it take some props person to like (laughs) sit there and put the because margot ravi is not the one yeah who's doing that you know it's some props person maybe they were pre-made maybe they got them from like joanne's or something maybe someone put it together and i feel bad for them because that is insanity but it's like cool things like that that you realize are in film where so much work goes into like Mm -hmm. you it's on camera for maybe 10 seconds yeah and like all this work went into it and then they probably just got rid of it yeah not to mention if something gets messed up they have to start the whole scene over again you know redress people redo their makeup reset the scene like it's crazy the budget for this movie was probably pretty high i didn't look it up it had to have been but they were on location and the scenery is just beautiful were they in scotland yes that's cool i mean why not I, i mean it can't be hard to film in scotland right Oh, that's box office. I was like, $30 million? (laughs) Oh, my God. That is a high-budget movie. Oh, my gosh. No, that's what it made at the box office. That's pretty good. Is it? That doesn't sound like very much. Is it? I don't don't know anything. But, I mean, I hear from people all the time who aren't big history fans like oh i don't like period movies i mean um, i want what? 30 million dollars yeah. <laughs> yeah 30 million sounds I mean, really good to me once you split that up though between like the theater and yeah. the crew and the, I mean, and the actors margot like, robbie and saoirse ronan could yeah. not have been cheap yeah there's especially margot no robbie way. right now oh yeah yeah they must have been pretty expensive to hire which good for them they're in i hope david Tennant was expensive to hire he deserves it he deserves it he does deserve it yeah it's just it's all just telling me box office stuff well you're looking for that another fun well i don't know it's my idea go for the fun facts yeah so mary was really into clothes and she like brought all this stuff with her when she came over from france she had maybe 50 dresses and elizabeth had over a thousand a thousand dresses, people, in her lifetime. 
I'm going to show you my that computer. That is a lot of dresses. Just to show you how stupid I am. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry to the people watching this. You're not going to know what's happening. I was looking here, yeah. and then I just did that. <laughs> okay. Um, long story short, it was in all caps right in front of my eyes, and I didn't see it. $25 million. $30 million in the box office is really bad. Yeah. If the budget was $25 million. $5 million. Yeah. That's really bad that's yeah oh that's go so and see sad. it guys yeah they everyone go it. and see it, it was go good. see it again yeah. and again i would go see it again i would go see it again i'll buy it on dvd when it comes out it yeah. deserves a dvd it warrants i bet a DVD you they'll purchase. have more dvd sales than box office sales 100 percent. it's the same thing that happened with the greatest showman nobody and like went to rental see sales on like streaming services yeah yeah but it was a good movie i really did enjoy it I watched, if anyone listening likes Mary Queen of Scots and has watched the TV drama called Rain, <laughs> I watched an episode of it yesterday to prepare myself for today yeah. and like had to turn it off because yeah. I was like, wow. But I didn't watch like the first episode. I like went in like three seasons in Oh. to like when she, or Is four Francis seasons, when point? she was in Scotland yeah not in france because yeah. we're not yeah, talking so about i've that. watched the first few seasons of that show i had high hopes for it like hoping it'd be a little bit accurate it's yeah. not even a tiny bit accurate yeah yeah i heard there's like a mythical monster in the beginning i was like that's cool yeah there's like some magic like air oh, quotes nice. magic stuff going on at the beginning nice. um you got francis's bastard half brother who mary's got a crush on and vice versa and mary's got brown hair which we know oh, she didn't wow. have yeah well, uh, if you want a TV show, don't watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch Rain. Okay? It's called Rain. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you if you want something to binge watch, you know that's like slightly entertaining. Go ahead, watch it. But I have to warn you: a few seasons in, I stopped watching because there's a scene that's really hard to watch where Mary's taken prisoner in her castle when Francis is not there. Um, oh, and after Did that, that happen in real life? I don't think so, because they were only married for a little bit before he died. And oh, I think nice. it would have been, you know, she would have been, like, kind of ruined after that. Yeah, um, she wouldn't have been able to remarry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I don't I know. I mean, yeah. Don't. It's not historically accurate. Not I at think all. we've established that. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, she marries his younger brother, which we know didn't happen either. Oh, that's... No, yeah, because she would yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I That's don't know. fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. Well, that was a nice little tangent. Yeah. So, yeah, Mary Queen of Scots 2018. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. Go on we see also it. have books that we might recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So, the movie is based off a book by an actual British historian. He did not write the script for it or the screenplay, but it is based off of his book. Oh, yeah. John Guy. It's called Queen of Scots. They sell it because if you're listening to this and you're not in Portland, what are you doing? <laughs> um, they sell it at Powell's. Being I awesome. picked up a copy there. Yeah, you're being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have a cover with her painting, or they have a movie cover Ooh. with Margot Robbie and oh Saoirse Ronan. So you can pick that up at your local Barnes and Nobles or order or it on Amazon. Pals, if you are cooler. I don't know if Pals has this version. Pals has an I'm probably I'm sure they probably do. They probably do. Yeah. I didn't see it when I was there, but this looks extremely new. I'm not a big fan so. of redone like movie covers um, i'm not either i 
like the old-fashioned, like, like, painted version. Yeah, versions. I'm like, read it first. Don't think that of the book as the movie. That one's definitely at Pals, yeah. everybody. The painted version, it's really cool. The one I read is called The Betrayal of Mary, Queen of Scots, Elizabeth I and Her Greatest Rival by Kate Williams, who is also the Ooh. author of Becoming Queen Victoria. Nice. She is also a historian. She works for CNN as their royal historian. She appears regularly on TV and radio as a historical advisor, and she lives in England. Basically, I want her life. She's I mean, who does cool. I wonder yeah. if she's met the queen. And the paintings are both on the front of this book. I saw that one at Powell's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Portland viewers, Powell's has an entire section on English monarchy. But please do a little research first because there's probably a lot of popular history books in there that aren't going to be entirely accurate. Yes, that is a very good note. Look up credentials before you buy the book. Yes, Yeah. because anyone can publish a book. That is true. That is true. Well, thanks for going to see the movie with me, Christian, and for talking about this for so long. Yeah, thank you, Emily, for inviting me to be on your podcast. It's (laughs) such an honor to be a guest. (laughs) He's if, sitting in the guest booth yeah, right now I'm because sitting in the guest booth. <laughs> the, one of the other headphones in the main booth don't work. So below a cutoff foot that you can't see, yeah, but it's I really can creepy. see. It's beautiful. You can make this a little more formal. Thank you for joining us today, Christian. Thank you for taking time out of your weekend. Thank you so much, Emily. It's <laughs> been an honor to be on the podcast, and I just want to say I really admire the work that you do here. Yeah, my I don't know how you doesn't do, do as much. I know he's kidding. so useless. <laughs> just kidding. He doesn't do. <laughs> he does a lot. Guys. He does a lot. <laughs> so in two weeks we will be doing a show with professor rodriguez on chicano history on the 17th then in month on march 3rd we're going to be doing a podcast with professor kearns on women and gender in the progressive era in the 20s and the family dynamics and immigration so please tune in also a very interesting time period who doesn't love about it the 20s i know prohibition flappers (laughs) gangsters it's all great times all great poverty starvation we are still looking for signups for our our student quiz show yes yeah. every history major that listens to this send email us undergrads please undergrads yeah. yes sorry no offense graduate students sorry you guys can come you know on another much. episode and do, <laughs> yeah you know way too much we don't want to look dumb yeah it'll be fun guys it'll be fun there'll be some professor trivia thrown in there brush up on your basic go history. to office hours yeah and talk to your professors and see what you can find out i promise you they will tell you what you yeah. want to know and brush up on basic history guys because the questions are going to span everything everything yeah well i mean not maybe not everything but you know like u.s history medieval history maybe like renaissance i'll throw in some ancient history yeah i'm not great with like african summarize the punic wars in 30 seconds (laughs) go (laughs) that's definitely gonna be on there guys so yeah so look up the punic wars now (laughs) okay this has been beyond footnotes it's produced by the students of the psu department of history and is recorded in the studio of kpsu you can find information about this episode on our show page at kpsu.org slash beyond footnotes and on soundcloud we are always interested to know what you guys think about the show and hit us up about the quiz show guys we need people for it you can also look us up on facebook or twitter or email us at beyondfootnotes at gmail.com thanks guys thank you